You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Tune in weekly to the Josh Adams Podcast with comedian Josh Adams for all his takes on what happened this week featuring guests in comedy, music, entertainment, and more. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Josh Adams Podcast to hear the jokes and thoughts of Josh Adams. Follow Josh Adams on Instagram. We've got tacos. We've got titties. And and we've we've got got the sauce sauce you want. Tune in to talk about Creep Mouth. The legend of Creep Mouth. The brotherhood of Cunnilingus experts. Mm. Okay. Mouth, fire, motherfucking mouth. (laughs) And the Rocky Goon Jesus. We're not going to include what old right here. No, you're not going to include uh, Iraqi Goon Jesus. Oh, Iraqi Goon Jesus. So, like, <laughs> and Zodiac Iraqi Zombie. Listen to the Titties and Tacos podcast, dropping flash fried episodes every Taco Tuesday on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network after dark. Searching for Claire Huxtable is a podcast that is about dating black women from a black man's perspective with Maceo and Way. Listen in for topics like marriage, dating with kids, sex toys, and of course, side chicks. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Searching for Claire Huxville podcast and don't miss listening. Hey, it's Steph and T, and we're the, the Critical, Critical Crew. Crew. Join us on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, After Dark where we talk about all the crazy stuff that happens at work. Make sure you tune in to the Guess What Happened at Work Today podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Tune in every week for our new episodes where we let our hair down and loosen our ties on the Detroit is Different podcast network after dark. All right, we are back in full effect in the Detroit is Different podcast studios. Detroit is Different after dark with something special. Man, oh man, most people know me as somebody doing this, but it all started because I was on the microphone ripping stages and rapping like many, many, many of people do here in the Detroit area. And along that journey, I've met some very creative and talented people that are involved in the music industry, but also really involved in business. And that's what this podcast is about. It's called Fuck What You Heard. Fuck What You Heard, meaning fuck the music you heard. This is about the music business, an insider information on business and hustle with independent music. And independent music is a whole different game than what you've seen on television Uh, What you're watching on Empire is not what it's like for the day-to-day hustle of an independent music artist. And you all are blessed to have two people that are in the world that really can open up doors for so many artists, but especially hip-hop artists. Uncle P. DJ Uncle P is a hell of a dude uh, when you think about the rap awards detroitrap.com just taking things to the internet and just so much experience over the years uncle p how you feeling what up though i'm just i'm still trying to get off get get out of my mind that you drop just dropped the f-bomb bro we on podcast so you can say <laughs> fuck what you heard for real right yeah man because that's, that's what it is up. man because what people are hearing versus what people are applying has led to so many uh after show talks for hours right. in length with me and you. Right, right, right. And also, beautiful young lady that you brought 
working with so many artists, I think the anchor of what most people would say is, oh, D12 and she knows him and she knows, but she knows so many more people. And it's not necessarily about knowing people. That's part of the fuck what you heard. It's being a person that can know someone, but also being able to work with someone where it makes sense. Because putting on a person just because they're your friend in a position where they need to handle business can lead to you losing a lot of goddamn money. Oh, yeah, for sure. All the time. You know, Miss Underwood, Sabrina, she comes from that, uh, that she can tell us a whole lot about that corporate world. Yeah. And, and how it goes, you know, with her experience at Columbia, Sony. Um, I don't want to leave anything out. Sabrina, what up? Hey, what up, though? You good? Yeah. A little nippy outside, but. Just a little bit. It's yeah. Detroit. <laughs> Detroit is different. So, but yeah, you know, I'm looking to forward expected. to this. Okay. All right. So, we're going to kick this off and uh, get into the mix of talking about conferences and how to approach conferences. Sabrina's fresh off a conference. Sabrina. Yeah. Where are you coming from? Uh, actually, yesterday I moderated and actually sat on uh, the first uh, panel that or hip hop music conference that uh, the mixers at WJLB and MX um, 92.3 WMXD put on. Um, who's got next? Um, they had that yesterday in Novi. Um, some really great panelists, a few VPs of uh, the majors. And some uh, that's represent that represent the uh, indie majors like um, 300 and you know things like that. So we all came together and uh, shed some knowledge and uh, met some some really great artists that's uh, you know budding out here in in the city. All right. So when we think about hitting the conferences, P, you definitely are somebody that stretches out and touches conferences. You were you go international with it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. You know, I fuck what you heard, first mm-hmm. of all. Yeah. You know, the word on the streets is that music conferences and stuff like that is useless. Ah, ah, that see, me as the artist, I definitely have said that uh and feel that as, you know, you get older in this game, uh the term B I T T E R right <laughs> generally right. kind of comes right. associated with with being an artist, you know, and get better about like almost anything where it's like what they going to tell me? You know, exactly. It's like that, you know, and and for so long, a big part of it was I'm going to get signed. Yeah. You know, I'm going to perform and I'm going to be the success story out of this music conference. And um, a lot of times it just doesn't happen like that. Like, first of all, this event isn't called a get signed show. It's a music conference. Uh A conference. Mm-hmm. It's about business. Mm-hmm. It's about connecting dots. You know, I, I try and give people a, a formula. You know, all of these music conferences can have some value. You know, it just depends on what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have met so many great people and had so many great opportunities by just researching who was going to be there. Mm-hmm. So before I go, I already know who it is I want to build a relationship with, you know. All right. You you dropping gems as that's really what this show is going to be about dropping gems. So I was just going to say you need a strategy, but you're actually going from building that strategy to ways to cut 
that pie and get active in it. So the application, not just the theory itself. So, all right, first off, research people. When you research somebody at a music conference, how do you go about doing your research? Well, first off, if they're promoted well enough um, and thoroughly enough, they're going to provide you with a list of panelists because that's part of the marketing to get you in anyway to let you know who's going to be there. So whether it's um, via printed literature or online, just look it up. And, um, you know, as far as the conference information and see who, you know, what labels, what outlets, uh, what content creators are going to be there. And then you just start, you know, start your search and just kind of follow the breadcrumbs and pretty much anything you want to you want to know will be there. Google is Mm -hmm. a hell of a drug. Exactly. Okay. All right. So I see Quincy Jones. I'm like, hey, yo, Quincy, what's up? How if you can get that you? close. Right, right, right. <laughs> if his well, handlers don't say so what, what What's the approach? Yeah. Well, first of all, you need to know if Quincy is a, how can I say, tastemaker or a power broker okay, and wait. what it is that you do. Time out, time out, time I'm out. going too fast. Break, break, break down the difference between both. And we actually going to have Sabrina break that down. Give us the definition. What's a tastemaker to you? Well, you know what? A tastemaker to me are people that are in the know, that are influencers in the local market, that, um, you know, are, are, are pretty much go-to people in the market that can, I think, add to yeah, a, a scene. Yeah, a voice. Yeah. Okay. And power broker. What's a power broker? To me, those are people that can go into the boardroom and really make some things happen, whether it's a boardroom in, in your kitchen or boardroom <laughs> uh, at the uh, at the highest hilt on 550 Madison or Madison Avenue in New York. Um, okay. Those are people to me that, you know, really has have power to make major moves and, you know, can impact something. Relationship between both. Uncle P, what's the relationship between tastemakers and power brokers? Tastemakers usually feed the power brokers like power brokers don't have time to be on social media. They don't have time to scurry the land. They're too busy making power broker moves. So they tend to rely on tastemakers in certain markets to Help them get information, help Mm -hmm. them get a lay of the land, as Sabrina um, often says. But you know what? To add to that, I do know personally a lot of power brokers who make it their business. You have to now. To know. They don't particularly rely on other people. Um, I think those other people that they trust their opinion on can enhance what they know or what they've already found out. But they kind of make it their business. They're up really, really early. And they are, you know, doing their research and they're seeing themselves what's really happening. And then a lot of times they'll reach out to their partner in that city or whatever to say, look, look, this is what I'm seeing. You know, how real is this? Is this something I need to be paying attention to? Uh Um, Gone are the days, I think, of people just kind of sitting back in the glass houses and just keeping their heads down. They they've got to also keep their fingers on the on the pulse. But the tastemaker can support what you know, add to that. And with this, so I'm at that conference, I run across the tastemaker. What should I be approaching the tastemaker with? Well, hopefully you've done your research um, ahead of time. Some tastemakers are not actively a part of a conference. They are just attendees. Mm -hmm. So hopefully 
you know, if you're hearing somebody talk about them, if you're not familiar with them or if you are familiar with them just by recognition, number one, you should definitely go with your elevator pitch in mind. Know, have your strategy, as Pete touched on, on uh, what you're going for. You know what I mean? And then that will help to shape what and what and how you approach them. Um, I think the key thing is um, introducing yourself, having that 30 second pitch ready just in case or when they ask, well, what is it that you do? Um, But be able to uh, get in, get in quick, make it impactful and kind of know, have an idea of what it is that you're trying to get out of this quick exchange. And and initially, it's not to beat them over the head and start asking for stuff. You want to start to uh, insert breadcrumbs or start the um, initial relationship building, whether that begins in in that conversation and then a follow on a social platform and an exchange there and then building it from there. Okay. P, you you see the power broker at the conference. How you approach him? Mm. Well, I done did my research, introduced myself. You know, I I I read people. You know, um, I, I read what they say about things and, and stuff like that. For instance, you had a guest here um, several months ago, Howard Hertz. Mm-hmm. Power broker in uh, entertainment law. Mm-hmm. Um, ran into him. It's like, hey, Howard, how's it going, man? I really enjoyed that podcast you did with Detroit is Different a couple weeks ago. And he looked at me. He was like, oh, you saw that? And I was like, yeah. So I talked a little bit about the things that he spoke on on that. And right then we were in a great conversation that from there I could go deeper into whichever way I wanted to go or notice if, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to keep it moving. Let them know. Let me get your car so I can get back in touch with you. A lot of things, you know, I think you get more effective in the Internet world when you have put a face to face element at some time. And it, it gives the email a little more personal when you have had a face-to-face encounter with someone. All right. And that leads to, were you approached by any artists at this uh, conference yesterday? Oh, yeah, definitely. Any, um, what, was, what was the best approach? Or you want to shout somebody out or whatever? Uh, it, well, it may throw somebody else under the bus. It's like, oh, um, Everybody was cool. Um, and they, they kind of knew how to approach the right way. There were some people that were just kind of, you know, um, interjecting in the midst of conversations with some of the other panelists that were there that were engaged with somebody and they just kind of popped in like, hey, man, you know, I want I just want to give you my uh, CD. First of all, let's go there. Um, <laughs> I would suggest USB or something else other than CDs because uh, nowadays even vehicles don't have CD players. They're, they're a very antiquated form of connectivity, although some people still take them. I got quite a few of those. But, you know, people respectfully approached me. Uh, I was happy to know that they actually listened to the things that were said, and it's kind of like what you did with Howard Hurst just kind of brought that back and just wanted to pass me music to get the opinion. You know what I mean? Was it, what can you do for me? Da-da-da-da-da. A lot of them knew exactly what they wanted, said what they wanted. 
you know, or what mm-hmm. they were trying to get out of the conference, you know, they were ready. They were on their A game. And I appreciated that. And right there, some people were really quick, though, to open up their phones to try to put my number in. It's like, nah, bro, I don't give my number out to everybody. Right, right. Uh, but I did give out email and I did get a lot of submissions. And right then they... Several people just had their their Instagram open, like, let me get your Instagram. I'm going to follow you now, blah, 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 blah. So that kind of started mm-hmm. the ball. Um, but then there were some kind of unique people that just kind of stood off to the side, and they just kind of looked like they were stalking you. But then, again, they were kind of waiting for other people to get done with right, you. Right, And you come out of the bathroom, and they're standing like, hey, you know what I mean? Right, it's just like, right, okay, hold right, on, let me right. dry my hands, right. bro. Yo, yo, yo. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> Three but, feet, no check, my G. My neck. Yeah, but it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. And we were there to give back. So nobody was on a high horse. You know, all the people that were there were just just really great, good people anyway. And uh, we were there to talk and give back. And so we're always open to uh, to to do that and, you know, learn from from them as well. So that was then. Talk about some bad approaches you've seen over time, P. Oh, man. Um, I mean, just flat out being rude, Mm -hmm. Um, rude, not knowing who you talking to. You know, I, I've just seen so many people go ass for things from people that aren't even in that line of business. It's like, know who you talking to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you don't, you know, find a, a way to ask. I mean, I've just seen some some nightmares, yeah. you know, um, and it all comes from unprofessionalism, mm-hmm. you know, disrespect. And, I mean, mm. and you're not going to thrive in that type of environment like that. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> the unprofessional approach on so many levels. I remember, um, man, this was so long ago. Uh, it was back when Tyrone Bradley uh, used to do their music conference with the record pool. So okay. it may have been like 99. 998. Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> and he brought in, uh, damn, I'm forgetting my man's name. Uh, like one of Suge's homies from Death Row. Okay. And he was like the primary speaker. And I approached him. I was like, yo, man, this ain't mixed. This ain't mastered or nothing. Just listen to it. Right. So he listened for like 30 seconds. And then like right after, uh, right after I did that approach, he got up on the, sta- on the stage and he was like, look, I'm sick of motherfuckers coming up to me with I'm mixed. <laughs> I'm mastered shit. You know what I'm saying, G? I was like, God damn. You know, but is that never... where the B I T T E R came from? Bro. <laughs> nah, nah. It actually was a learning experience. Like, right. From there, I still approached him. I was like, all right, you know, I look at it like, you know, keep keep punching. So it's exactly. like, where do I go to get it mixed? What right. what's a good mix? What's a good master? And then he was like, Look, man, I ain't from here, but talk to him. And then right. the him that he pointed me to was go to uh go to Tyrone. And that's how I really met Tyrone. Okay. And after I met Tyrone, you know, he introduced me. He, you know, it's like, man, look at this young dude. He always around. So then like so all these other DJs, Kim James and uh, you know, Gary Chandler, um, uh, you know, people that I've known of for forever. You know, that's when I originally met Proof. Okay. Uh even um Ron Banks was there. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was some of those stumbles and not carrying that on your heart as much. Right. Uh, knowing that from every encounter, more can't happen if you have that right presence of mind. Exactly. So that was my attitude. I was like, all right, well, if it's if it is janky, then how do I make it not right, janky? Right, right, right. And most people don't have that attitude. 
that right. you displayed on that. Yeah, it's it's like uh, what you call it that scene in uh, what's that Hustle and Flow where get uh, hurt feelings. Power, right. uh, beat up Ludacris right. in the, in the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> get hurt feelings. Right, right. I mean, and this is not a game where you can wear your heart on your sleeve. You just got to be ready because some people will snap off. There are a lot of people. And just me getting on my industry executive soapbox, I hate with a passion people that ha- get cocky, you know, executives mm-hmm. that just think they're, you know, God's gift to the world. I hate celebrities that want you to treat them like they're God's gift to the world. So a lot of times you will come across people like that who just, Think their crap doesn't stink. You know what I mean? And um, we'll talk down to you or just kind of give you the brush off, forgetting that at one point you were here. Somebody helped you get on. Yeah, it, it it's tough. And but I, I also think the older I've gotten, I realize the the frailties of a lot of the people's emotions, thought process. Uh, a lot of artists we're we're seeking on all levels. We're seeking so much adulation and validation from other people mm-hmm. that we carry that facade right. of ego as really a defense mechanism in most ways. Um, you know, I, I look at some of the people that I've known that you know people would look at like, oh man, they major, they major, they major, and I I, I can't imagine what what life's disposition that puts you in um just seeing the whole exchange on uh which i know this is real crafted and for television but when drake sat down in lebron james barbershop show you know right, what i'm saying right, and they right, were talking right. about like you know now i'm having a kid and it's in the music and i go visit kanye and i'm like this is this is drake kanye west and Pusha t having these discussions that i've had you know that i've heard you know, my homies like Mo Dirty, Super MC. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, because right. it's still exactly. those same emotions. Exactly. Even with the billions of dollars in the tours and the women and the houses, it's still at the at the heart of it. It's the same attitude. Yeah, human nature would never change. Nah, I mean, it is what it is. I don't like it. <laughs> I feel you. But I, I mean... And, and, I feel you, and I guess as an artist, I just got to sometimes roll with the punches. Oh, no, we all roll but, with the punches, and you know exactly who you can kind of let know you don't like it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe even not verbally, but through action and through paying them none. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, for someone approaching someone of that with an ego of that magnitude, you cannot take it personally. You've got to know they got issues. And th- And that's brings a whole nother layer of where I'm getting to in business a whole lot more personally with my marketing firm. Uh, I apply a lot of what I did in music to what I do in marketing now and where my dad's like, you got to pick your clients. I really do think that people like working with people that it's enjoyable being around. It's some exactly. very talented yeah. people yeah, definitely. That, ha- that have asshole-like behavior right. that the minute that you start, you know, uh, needing though, needing people to pull strings or, or open up doors for you, you you're going to look at that and be like, well, I don't even know what their response would be. Right. You know, even right. if I know that, like, you know, like here's a classic example. If I've seen you be, you know, psychotic acting towards someone else but you've never been psychotic to me and now you're like hey man can you uh you know uh ask him to do this favor for me and whatever i remember uh recently in, in reference to a to a conference 
uh, a girl I know was like, yeah, we trying to save money to go South by Southwest. And I was like, uh, early Mac, my homie, um, known him for forever. And I, I was like, okay, he got a stage going. I'm like, do you want to get on that stage? And then she was like, yeah, I want to get on that stage, but I also want to bring them and them and them. And I was like, nah, I don't know them people. Right. I don't, right. I know you. Right. I know you. I, I don't know what in the fuck right. behavior will happen. And I'm not trying to get a, a, a four mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning call from Austin like, yo, man. Yo, people. Your peoples. Right. Because that's the flip side of being in this business. You get the yo, man, yo, peoples. And it, it it's not even yo, peoples. At that point, it's me. Right. Yeah, you got to right. use wisdom in, in cases like that, fill people out, that kind of thing. But, yeah. And, and in reference to these conferences, that's, I think, the same approach to have. So having that strategy, you said knowing your research, approaching these people matters. I will also say along with approaching these people, whatever your package is, presentation matters a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And presentation is not just what you hand the person the USB in. Like, it, I mean, it should be something presentable, but it goes a long way. But also how you dress. How you talk? Yeah, like, represent do you smell your brand. Like, do you smell like Hennessy and trees? All that. Yeah. Even even if you know that this person uh, represents every artist that smokes talks about, trees and drinks hen, right? You right. know your presentation because the business side of this is still a very business side. The most, right. The most off the chain drug addicted artist. When it comes to them signing a deal and how they pick an attorney is not going to be the guy sniffing cocaine in the bathroom. Right. Or right. they're not looking like well, it. Well, yeah, like I was that. about to say. Uh... They may still get down like <laughs> right, that, but right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, they're not right. looking. You know, it ain't the guy, you know, it, that's not the the presentation that they will give. Right. One of the, the biggest things that was an awakening for me, especially when we talk about the rap business, is that right there from these conferences. Like, you'll see rappers present themselves like, you know, straight up gangsters with guns and thugs and this and that and the other. But when it came down to doing business, you saw all these nerd looking right. white dudes, couple black women. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't see no Suge Knight right, looking right. figures controlling the interest of how these discussions would go. Right. right. And I was like, damn, I, I was thinking that it was like straight up gangsterism from top to bottom. Nah, uh-uh. You nope. know, not anymore. Nah. So uh, I, I think in reference to that, it, it's, it's how you think. What are some conferences people need to think about going to if they've never been to one? Period. And we're speaking from a hip hop perspective now. So let's start there. Hip hop. Where should they go? Number one, I would say is A3C in Atlanta. Definitely. That's become like the holy grail of, of hip hop conferences. And they've grown tremendously over the years. And um, really have the ear and the respect of the industry. Okay. All right. What would you say? I would say definitely um, South by Southwest as well. Um, I recently attended the uh, Canadian Music Week Mm -hmm. um, a few months ago. And they were just so fascinated that somebody from Detroit, just a few hours away, Came up there to see what's going on. They, we, I mean, pretty much they open rolled out the red carpet to, we'll be taking some people up there next year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in Minnesota that I just recently got put up on for hip hop, and I can't remember the name of that one. Um, but what, what I really want people to know is have a goal 
yeah. in mind. You know, don't just be out there like whatever. Have a go. Be strategic. Like designer. When I was down at South by Southwest, um, designer had about 20 different people walking around with light boards that just had designer promo all mm-hmm. on them. You know, he wasn't even down there, but he sent the team to do effective marketing. You know, so many people and, and go to the conferences. All right. Don't now, just go to hit a stage. Go learn something. Now, when you talk about going to learn something in the conferences, even Essence Fest, what would you say in reference to that if you're a hip hop artist? Mm. You've been to Essence? I have not. My plan is to go next year, though. Okay. So, so what? how would I, just thinking off the fly, how would I think about Essence Festival? Major brands are down there, right? I would definitely say brands and seeing, um, you know, just kind of connecting. I mean, people, hip-hop, come on. Everybody loves hip-hop. Yeah. And uh, you just kind of go. I would just go and just kind of see. Well, first of all, Essence is a is a is a household name. Essence Fest is a brand. You've got enough past ones to re to research right. just to kind of see how people got down and knowing what your limitations could be and you know how far you can get. You know if you're not dropping top because it's not cheap right. to go um, and how to take advantage of that. But yeah, I would definitely, for me, first thing comes to mind are the brands, but then connecting to all those women. There are tons, there's thousands of men that go, too. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and then trying to seriously look at uh, the labels and stuff that are going down there. That are supporting. That are supporting. And stuff yeah. like that. You know, and, and think about what makes sense for you. If you a uh, Sada baby, then the Essence Festival might not be where you want to go. But exactly. if you're Pierre Anthony... You know, that's an excellent spot to go to because that's where you can find your fan base. All right. Now, when we talk about that fan base and and going, who should you go with? Because most of these people go with people. Am I I coming with my girlfriend? Am I coming with who? Who is on my team when I hit a conference? People if, ready to if work. I'm traveling out of sight. Folks ready to work. If if you you say work, don't travel with people that will be starstruck. You know, turning around, selfie, uh, it's about promoting what you're doing. If you got a project out, if you're a new artist, everybody should be down there talking to somebody else. Everybody being crewed up 15 deep all the time, you're not being effective. Well, if it's a huge conference, the one thing me and my friends uh, did, man, we strategized for real. We couldn't hit everything. You can't go to South by Southwest and expect that you're going right. to hit everything. And even A3C to an extent, you know, because there are certain panels and certain things going on at the same time. So you have to strategize and everybody break off. You got your music. You've got your cards. You've got your pitch. You know what you're looking for when you go. And, and you know, to an extent, it's not always about just promoting yourself. It's about learning and taking back and seeing what the other artists are doing uh, checking out your peers, seeing what kind of swag they have, what's new, learning about the new technologies and and how this connectivity is going. But then also feeding it back to your own base to 
let them know what you're doing right. and how you how you're investing in yourself, which will also in turn want other people to invest in you because they see how dope, you know, how hard you are out there working and getting your grind on. Now, now, as an artist and in the ego bag, sometimes you'll go to the conference and you'll be like, Psh, I'm better than them. I'm better than them. I'm better than them. So I would strongly suggest that's the first attitude you got to throw to the side. Uh, really, for anybody listening, uh, it's very difficult to do especially in hip hop as the sensibilities of the audience has changed so much over time of when I started to rap, but now almost every two, two years, it's like a different feel. So, uh, so going in, knowing that, you know, um, knowing that like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I think my music, I put all this effort in, I put, you know, I put all of this into this, you know, now I got to walk away and look at it as a product and I have to connect with people. That is a journey that we all have as a person making music the rest of our lives. Yeah. But when you get into a place like a conference where it, there are panel discussions, there are stages, uh, instead of, you know, walking by stages and saying, Psh, why are they hyping them up? Psh, I'm better than city girls. You know what I'm right. saying? You have to right. kind of look at it like, all right. Who are some of these people that I can meet that could provide access to opportunities for my team, join my team, advocate for my team? You know, you, you collaborate really have to look at it. Yeah, my collaborate. Yeah. Like, exactly. You almost have to look at it like these. I can walk away with tools instead of getting in my own thought process of I'm supposed to be here. Right. And exercising that uh, exercising that emotion and passion. It's very difficult for artists, but it's a necessary evil as, you know, consistently. Like we think about like that first, uh, you know, I mean, we think about so many different tours, but like, uh, you know, Jay-Z even talks about it when he was on that tour, the bad boy, the no way out tour. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, basically performing for nobody. Right. You know right. what I mean? And, and, and that's Jay. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, damn, you know, he damn near made five diss songs about Mace because of that tour. Right, <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Right, but, right, right. But that, that's where it was right there. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to pay dues, see where you at, know how to take advantage and build and keep growing. If you're an artist out there, I think that the people on your team need to be definitely people ready to work. Ready to work means approach all people. You have to be like, if, if you're an artist and never had the luxury of being in Times Square, 2000s New York, and having those guys sell, try to sell mixtapes to old white women. Right. You got to be that guy. Right. You, right. Have to, you have to see everybody walking by and say, I need to get a flyer in their hands. I need to show them something. I need to let this be known that I'm who they need to connect with. That's, what, to me, what work is. And if they're not doing work from that perspective, then they need to do a little bit of the research, find out who's here, where they're at, where they're going to be, what's the flow from stage to stage, and have your pitch ready. Yeah, 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 definitely, 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 definitely. And be ready to go home and do your follow-ups. Hey. And implement. That's Be that's ready to so implement major. what you've I, I learned. I mean, my first two music conferences, I did absolutely no follow-up, you know. And that's my fault. I can only be mad at myself that did nothing come out of that. Mm. You yeah. know, many years ago. Make the investment worth it. Because yeah. you're taking time, you're losing hours of sleep. It's investment in playing fair uh, or, you know, you driving down. Some, You know, a lot of hungry artists, take. we're taking a Greyhound down to these conferences. So make it, make it work. All worth right. It. 
And with that, we wrapping up. We actually a little bit over time, but yeah. let's get into some information. If people want to reach you, uh, as I say, one of the big things you need to definitely connect with is the Detroit Rap Awards, uh, Underground Rap Awards that Uncle P holds now and DetroitRap.com. But give contact information. How do people get in contact with you? You can follow me, find me at at Uncle P. That's on Twitter, um, at Detroit Rap on Instagram. Email is Uncle P at DetroitRap.com. The website is DetroitRap.com. We also had an underground hip hop awards that we hold here in Detroit. Um, beat battles, all that kind of stuff. Uncle P, holla at me. Get at us. And for me, I'm Belizean Girl, B-E-L-I-Z-E-A-N-G-Y-R-L, on uh, socials and uh, email, Sabrina, S-A-B-R-I-N-A, at EarthTones, with an S-E-N-T dot com. And you know DetroitIsDifferent.com, DetroitIsDifferent.com, DetroitIsDifferent.com. Thanks. We out. Good Peace. night. Remember to like. Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.